Marketplace is supported by Putnam Investments, recognizing the value of financial advice since 1937. Putnam Investments, a world of investing. Produced in association with the University of Southern California. The president had two messages he wanted to get out today. First, that the Haitian people will not be forgotten. Second, that he has not forgotten about Wall Street banks either. More American aid is on the way for earthquake relief, as is a tax bill for those banks. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Progressive Insurance with more than 30,000 local independent agents. Information available at Progressive.com. And by the Batten Institute, advancing knowledge about entrepreneurship and innovation at the University of Virginia's Darden School of Business, www.batteninstitute.org. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdahl. Great to have you here on this Thursday. It is the 14th of January today. The law that established the TARP back a year and a half ago actually requires that the president come up with a plan to make sure the government gets all of its money back. The White House has settled on the catchy title Financial Crisis Responsibility Fee for its plan. The money would be used to cover the government's losses from the TARP, something like $117 billion as the accounting stands now. The way it's structured, it would hit only the biggest banks and, in theory, make them less prone to take risks. Whether it's going to work or not, here's Marketplace's Nancy Marshall-Genzer. Here's how the White House would like things to play out. It slaps a tax on about 50 of the country's biggest financial institutions for about 10 years. The tax is aimed at money the banks borrow. The idea is that banks would be less inclined to borrow for risky investments. Would it work? It will reduce risk. It just isn't going to reduce it that much because it's not that big a tax. That's Douglas Elliott, a former investment banker, now at the Brookings Institution. Elliott says banks earn about $200 billion pre-tax each year. The tax announced today would only collect about $9 billion a year. Elliott says a higher tax would get the bank's attention. How much higher? Five times higher or something. I mean, it would have to be. It's difficult to know, but it would have to be a lot higher than this. And the tax does nothing about the fact that some banks are still too big to fail. So if they started teetering, the government would have to bail them out. These are the institutions that uh, the Fed and the Treasury are telling us that if a single one of them fails, it will produce a global crisis. Bill Black teaches economics at the University of Missouri, Kansas City. He says the government could make banks break themselves up by taxing them on their size. I'd give them an incentive through a real tax on their asset size, and they would get rid of the things that made the most sense to get rid of. But the White House will start with the tax announced today. It still has to be approved by Congress. Legislation to better regulate big banks is already stalled on Capitol Hill. In Washington, I'm Nancy Marshall-Genzer for Marketplace. The year-end real estate numbers for 2009 are in, and they broke all kinds of records, not necessarily good ones. The California-based data firm RealtyTrack says 2.8 million properties fell into some kind of foreclosure action last year. But if you're thinking right about now, whew, at least 2009 is behind us, yeah, don't think that way. Here's our senior business correspondent, Bob Moon. 
Realty Tracks' Rick Sharga has his eyes on the relatively new plight of three states in particular because they help explain why the foreclosure mess is getting worse in spite of all the programs to fix it. We have three that are in the top ten that didn't appear there or anywhere near there a year ago in Idaho, Utah, and Illinois. And those are really the states that are on the first wave of problems driven by unemployment rates as opposed to bad loans. In other words, the newer foreclosures have less to do with adjusting payments to make the homes affordable and more to do with the ever-rising unemployment rate, which passed 10% at the end of the year. I'm an attorney, I'm bilingual, and I have 10 years of experience. It's the sort of thing where you, you think you've prepared yourself to have a little bit of security. Bridget Miles hasn't been able to make her house payment since last February after she lost her job in the Maryland suburbs of Washington. She just recently found work again, but has had to admit to herself she doesn't make enough now to pay her mortgage. I've done a few calculations, and I don't believe I would be able to afford it even if they modified it. So I'm just saving up my pennies to rent. All over America, homeowners are finding loan modifications aren't always enough, but at the big housing counseling group NeighborWorks, Marietta Rodriguez says homeowners shouldn't give up hope even if they are out of work. Does it make a financial institution more apt to modify that loan if they see income?